This is Robert Mardlaw, Chief Co-Founder and CEO of C21 Canada, and welcome to the C21 Canada Learning Podcast Series, Accelerating the Changes that Matter for K-12 Learners. And joining me in conversation is Dr. Chris Kennedy, Superintendent of Schools and CEO at West Vancouver Schools on Leadership Lessons, celebrating his 20th, 20th anniversary. Uh, Chris Kennedy, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks, Robert. It's uh, it's good always to connect with you and to talk about where we're going. Well, a little bit about uh, Chris Kennedy. I should say it's Dr. Chris Kennedy, as he okay. recently got his PhD and is uh, mentioned superintendent and CEO at West Vancouver Schools. He has taught secondary English and social studies in both the elementary and secondary uh, principal. Before being appointed superintendent, Chris was Deputy Superintendent in West Vancouver Schools. One of the most progressive voices in BC education, Chris, has been featured by Maclean's Magazine as one of the 100 young Canadians to watch in his work and has been featured in various local national publications. He was named uh, Top 10 Newsmakers of the Year in EdTech. Uh, Kennedy is a writer and presenter and uh, passionate about personalized learning and infusing technology in the classroom. Chris balances his professional passions with his life as the father of four children. And uh, you can follow uh, Chris at the Culture of Yes blog and on Twitter at CHR Kennedy. Wow, Chris, um, 20 years. Uh, how does it feel? Oh, like, um, you know, it's really interesting. You know, when you get into administration or school district work at a young age, and, you know, I, I've, I've, I've gone through a generation of people that were my colleagues. And so it was interesting, you know, when I came into school district work um, uh, that, you know, I was used, I was about 20 years younger than everybody and they've all sort of moved on. And now I have a working with a new generation. Super interesting just to see, you know, when you're in the same kind of work for a while and just to see the shifts in the people that get into the work and then in the work itself, you know, you get to you get to get to live a project from inception all the way through to actually carrying it out. Thank you for that. And I, if I'm correct, you are one of the youngest superintendents to take on that role when you did 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I was, yeah, I was, um, I guess, what, 36, 37 when I started as superintendent and, uh, you know, yeah, one of the youngest in the role and, uh, it, it, but it's been fun to grow up in the role and, you know, to grow in the role and learn in the role. And, um, you know, I, I've had a, got to have a different experience. I think a lot of people get a superintendency sort of in the last five years of their career. Um, and I've got to experience, in a, I think, a really different than most people do. And on top of that, you've exceeded the average shelf life because it's like NHL hockey players, I think it's 4.5 years is their career uh average and uh you've by far exceeded uh, uh a superintendent role which i know in the u.s is about two years <laughs> <laughs> and uh a little longer probably at least twice that in canada so kudos for you uh clearly you're doing something right what is your secret to longevity in in the role and um in making an impact as a, an education leader yeah yeah so a couple things um with that i i, I think um, you know, yes, I've, I've been in the role a long, a long time, but I've always had a view of trying to keep keeping it fresh. I, you know, I, they often, I, you know, using that sports analogy, after a few years, you don't change the players, so you got to change the coach. And you know, but there are examples of coaches who can 
who can who can carry on. And I think those that are the ones that continue to adapt and change. And I think the best thing I've done is I've continued to surround with myself with a team that is interesting and challenges me and is really smart. And and you know that that if if you're going to stay in the position, it's just crucial that you get people as your senior leaders around you who are going to keep pushing the organization forward because absolutely it's easy in the job after a while to just let's do next year just like we did this year so you need others i think sometimes to prod you a little bit to go no no no, we we, we got to grow there's stuff we can do uh I, my next question is around leadership and who inspired you and is it a coincidence or could this be an, an interesting doctoral study that well i'm thinking of doing my phd and you've very much been an inspiration is some of the top leaders that I've met have had a sports background and um, been involved in team sports uh, as part of their, you know, evolution. Yeah. So it's interesting, the the sports piece, because, uh, you know, for a while I kind of almost had to, I was hiding my coaching background because there was a perception that, you know, you're, you, you're, you're a sports coach. Oh, it's just, you know, that, that, what do you know? And, the last thing we right. need is another basketball coach, you know, being the principal or running the school district, uh, you know, but uh, as I became more comfortable and, you know, over time, I've really begun to, I've really embraced it because I think so many of the skills that I hone um, coaching and still do coaching are ones that I apply all the time. That sort of a building of team of, of setting up, right. having a common purpose. Um, you know, that all of those skills that as, as a, as a coach, same ones we use as a teacher, same ones I think we use in these right. district clubs. Absolutely. And those seven C's that we talk about at C21 Canada that you're part of certainly uh, come into play. And it's never been a more critical time is, you know, we're, you know, our youth are facing a future that isn't, you know, totally clear. I mean, the complexities today of navigating and figuring out what you might want to do for a living as a student and Oftentimes you have to declare your pathway, you know, grade nine or 10. Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy thing, but the more, uh, um, I guess, uh, pliable or resilient and uh, have those grounded skills that we talk about from critical thinking to digital skills and, and um, you know, problem solving skills are really, uh, you know, coming of age, I would say today. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think all that we can do as leaders to model that for our students, the more comfortable we can sort of be in that discomfort of, 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 of change and, and those, and, you know, to, you know, I think it's great modeling when we can say as leaders, I used to think this, but now I think this, you know, that it's not a sign of weakness anymore to be, to evolve your thinking. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a sign that, you know, you were, you, you, you just because you, you have a different thought now doesn't mean you were wrong before that, you know, that you adapt and change as the world changes around you. I think the more that students can see teachers and school administrators and district administrators, you know, be thoughtful and change as the world changes. Uh, like, I think that's, I think that's what we need to do. Robert, I lost you on the mic. Talk to me about uh, mentorship and transformation. We have seen a tremendous turnover in leaders in your role across the country and uh you know there's been a bit of a leadership vacuum it's been talked mm -hmm. about talk to me about the importance of mentorship and and some of 
the influencers uh, and what influenced you along the way? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I feel so lucky. I, I actually look back, you know, one of the reasons I got into school administration and district administration was even as a student, I had such admiration and respect for the, the principals in my schools. And so the fact I can think of, you know, uh, you know, my, my elementary, you know, vice principal, Mr. Taylor, and then my high, my high school, my high school principal, Mr. Campbell, and these people who were super influential for me as a student, I go, I'd love to make a difference the way they make a difference. And then when I got into teaching, I had like, a couple principals back to back early in my career, Gail Semanic and Kent Chapel, who were so good. And it was, and it, you know, a, a little bit of that is luck where you end, end up. But absolutely, I was, I was inspired to get into this kind of work because from a young age, I saw people making a huge difference in this work. And so um, I, I don't think we can underestimate that, you know, if we want the best leaders um, and, be, and, pe and the best people going into leadership, we have to have we have to have people there, there to inspire inspire them and, and to and for them to see you know this is the possible differences you can make when you get into these jobs. Talk to me about your leadership style and how it's evolved, and and how it's been influenced by the many memberships and associations you have, uh, you know, locally, provincially, and nationally. Yeah, you, you know, Robert, I, I really think of myself as like a network leader, you know, that that, that I try to, I, I do my best to soak up the best ideas. And I think one of the things that's, that's done me well is I'm always out there looking for what other people are doing and taking their ideas and, and then making them make sense in West Vancouver. And so whether that's local superintendents who I admire, whether, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot out there right now, Doug Shepard in Delta and Dave Everwin in Saanich are two that come to mind immediately. Or if there's superintendents across the country, I, you know, I think about how influential someone like John Malloy was to me when he was in uh, Toronto and just being able to see what he was trying to do there um, at, in that district and, uh, and so many others. And, and then even American colleagues, it's a different context, but they've been they've been really influential in sort of my thinking. And so taking that best and staying connected to them and then figuring out how can I take that work and make it make sense here. And then I, if I was to identify sort of like the one shift in my leadership. I think early in the, my career, I, it was more important to me to be out front sometimes because I wanted to show I was doing the work. And especially when you're young and you get the job, you want to prove yourself all the time. Like Absolutely. I felt every day I had to convince people I deserve the job. And so I, I'm still as passionate and inspired by the work, but like I'm so much more comfortable being in the background than I used to be around the work because I let the work stand for itself. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not, because I have, I have that credibility of time in. I'm not worried what people are thinking about, you know, is Chris a good leader? Where's Chris on this? Because, you know, if, if the work's there, that's what matters now. And so I, I've really noticed that shift in myself in the last, you know, by being in this role for such a long time. And you're active with the CEO Academy at C21. Talk to me about that organization and how that's impacted your uh, leadership evolution. Yeah. So one of the really nice things about C21 is, is that there are very few places where you get to have a cross Canada conversation in, and Canada is so unique by having education as provincial jurisdiction that we some, we are far more siloed than even than some, so many countries. And so it's really necessary, I think, because there are cross Canadian values and cross Canadian ideals that we're trying to meet. And, you know, when we think of, of, of the future workforce and the future, future citizenship, well, those are Canadian ideals that we're trying to hit. But education is provincial. And so 
the, the power of C21 is, is that you network together people from across the country. You know, the work that we're trying to do around indigenous education is, is the same kind of work that's happening in Manitoba and Nova Scotia. So why are, shouldn't we be having conversations about it? Well said. And uh, so as an innovator, blogger and tech savvy superintendent, probably one of the most tech savvy I know, what is your philosophy around and expectations for district leaders and your leaders and teachers in helping prepare our next generation of students? You know, we, we do we do talk a lot about modern learning and about, you know, the, the, the whether those are the seven C's and the, and the future ready skills and those pieces that we want. Like, I, I guess I always like it's OK to be where you are. It's just not OK to stay there. And so I'm more interested in sort of that growth or a growing organization. And and like, you know. Just froze up. Am I frozen or is he frozen? Hmm. I don't want to miss. Do I refresh or? Hmm. Okay, so we appear frozen. Technology is great when it works. Oh, I lost them. So, okay, so that would, we'll just uh, take a pause here while we get Dr. Chris Kennedy back in conversation as uh, we lost him midstream. Uh, he does come from afar on this connection in West Vancouver. Uh, and uh, so I'm anticipating that he'll be back. And there he is. Welcome back. Thanks, Robert. I, I think I was just in the middle of talking about the power of technology. I think when we got, when, I, know, uh, when I How ironic. You know, I, I'll share a quick little story on that note. Uh, a superintendent from Texas I met at FETC last year talked to me about the innovation around solving a rural internet challenge, use urban and rural. And he partnered with Elon Musk and Starlink to have a satellite hover over his district. To, to deliver consistent bandwidth. So I'm just giving you a little tip on that because it seemed with the loss you, uh, I'm not sure. That's a long way to come across the country. So uh, I, I, I guess back. I got to get a hold of Elon to see what we can That's do. That's right. Just maybe you can tweet at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about, yeah, the, you know, so innovation, you know, it's not okay to stay where you're at. It's that yeah. growth mindset. Uh, around modern learning. Um, so did you want to finish up? Uh, did you finish up your thought on that? Yeah, just, you know, I, I think, um, you know, the, I, I think the pandemic had some shifts in terms of the uh, of ramping up the technical skills. And I think really important that we capture that, that now that we have staff with more technical skills, that the pedagogical practices that uh, that are that are you know aligned to those the, the the digital tools and supporting staff around that right now is really important. So one of the challenge in some parts of Canada, like Ontario, uh, Dr. Steve Jordan's talked about the great snapback and how to mitigate that. You know, with teachers going back in the classroom 
and tending to want to go back to the old way of teaching and learning. I sense that BC didn't experience that uh, challenge as much as we did here in the East. You know, Robert, I'm not seeing the snapback like I, I've heard in other places. I, I, I think um, I think there are there are I, I see like elements of the last three years, the, the stuff that people are holding on to because it was powerful and shifted. You know, I think about how we've re we're thinking differently about time in our high schools and giving kids more flexible time or, you know, like or we're looking at at the at how we offer courses in blended or hybrid formats in different ways than we did pre pandemic. I, I, I don't see us snapping back. I see us learning lessons. And so feeling super fortunate that that's happening here. You are uh, an avid keynoter, presenter, blogger, extraordinaire. Um, what inspired that? And one of the things I discovered in my travels is that when you're sharing and speaking, you're also, it's a reciprocal learning process. And um, you know, some of the best superintendents I know, top superintendents are out there, put themselves out there to share their story. You know, I, I, I got into blogging because I just I wanted to be really transparent. I, I didn't think people understood what the, the what the role of the district or district superintendent was. I wanted to just be, you know, kind of, you know, take away those walls and show, hey, this is this is what I'm thinking or this is what we're doing. And and also, you know, open it up as, as a dialogue and like. Absolutely. The, when I get when I I write not just not because I know something, but because I'm interested in something and I'm curious around the ideas and starting and generating conversations like it, 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 it's not a you know, the old way was you would write an article because you had a thing that you wanted to tell people. I'm, I, I, I want to open up a conversation around it. And like best thing I've done as superintendent was is blogging and being disciplined about blogging regularly and, and, and pushing ideas out there. Um, you know, like these are conversations if if if. If, if we don't initiate these conversations, when and where are we going to have them? And, um, you know, so like I think that for leaders, you know, for me, the, the blogging is the venue. Others do it different ways. But like I found that so valuable. Fascinating. It's a great segue to uh, your recent blogging around chat GPT and um, and you're thinking around that. You know, we've embraced it. Uh, we have a press release we're writing and I kind of laid out what what the focus is and it generated a press release. So there is critical thinking involved in problem solving and demonstrating your knowledge. Talk to me about, you know, give me a kind of 30 foot view on, on your perspective and what some of the feedback's been like. You know, uh, you know, locally really good and people are curious. And I, I, I think what it, this, I'm more excited about chat GPT than I've been around any technology uh, you know, really since the web 2.0 days, early web 2.0 days, because I feel this is, it is, uh, you know, transformative and it, it's, it's shaking the system a little bit. Um, and that's really healthy. And like, you know, I, I think chat GPT is just our beginning of how, of AI and what that will look like. And so I, I just think, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how much we should use it in classrooms or how regularly, but, but like, I think we should be engaging with it. And, you know, if we're not teaching kids about it, you know, where are they learning about it? And, you know, that, you know, that's, we got to step into that space. That's what we are. That's what schools and teachers and classrooms, that's what we do. Well said. And uh, as we come near the end of this conversation, uh, I wanted to get a sense from you in terms of the growth mindset, having recently completed your PhD, uh, what instilled 
the growth mindset in you. For me, my grade 12 teacher, English teacher, Mrs. Fogarty, wrote in my yearbook, the only sign of life is growth and drew a little flower. And I read that over a few times after she wrote it. And I'm like, is she worried about me? What is she trying to tell me? <laughs> so as I reflect back, that really made an impact. It's, it goes to show the power of words, the power and potential what teachers can make on a student's life. Uh, you know, a, a couple of things. One is I was um, inspired by people around me who had also gone to get their doctorates, other administrators who had, who had done that, and, you know, people I admired. Um, and then, you know, I, I like the challenge of the discipline. You know, I, 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 I try to, I, as, I've, as I've gotten older, I've tried to be more disciplined in, in, the, the, in, in things in my life. And the discipline of having to, to, to write and learn every day is hard. And like, I, right. I, I, liked, I liked going through that process. And it, it makes you empathetic to what we're trying to do in schools. Like, you know, and we're always learners, right? All of that. Right. Brilliant. And uh, so talk to me about some of your key initiatives in West Vancouver School Division uh, in 2023 to support and nurture student success. You know, let me, I, I highlight three. And so, you know, every district has a, what are the sort of the elements of, of the next wave of education? For one, number one for us is robotics. We are all in on competitive robotics. We have hundreds of kids participating. Um, I think it, Amazing. I think I think it teaches all those seven C's in, in skills in, and using using tools that are the you know cutting edge. Uh, uh, second one is physical literacy. You know that that while we you know while one is all about technology, the other one is all about being active. We need kids who have who have those fine those motor skills to be lifelong be lifelong mm -hmm. being active and, and, and physical. And, and the third one is is to just to work around indigenous education and you know and for some that more broadly on equity, diversity, and inclusivity. But I think the most, you know, you know what we're doing with our local, uh, with our local Squamish Nation here, um, what we're trying to do around having an Indigenous-focused grad requirement in BC, like this is super important work. This is, this is, this is the, um, you know, the reset of our, of our system in some ways. And so I think the combination of those three, all like all really exciting as we, as school looks so much different than even 10 years ago. The, those three are, are so brilliant. Uh, I've not heard the term physical literacy yet. I really love it and I, I embrace it. I played uh, Wednesday morning hockey at 7 a.m. this morning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm skating three times a week. It's part of my DNA, it's part of my lifestyle. And, you know, when you are active, it really supports and helps your well being and mindset and it makes you a better learner, I believe, with, with the Absolutely. adequate amount of sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that sometimes is a challenge. But talk to me about a technology. You talked about chat GPT, but, and I, I concur. I, I think it's one of the most transformational platforms. AI has, hadn't been fully, uh, you know, the potential hadn't been fully realized. And I think we're going to be going down that path this year as we released our top 10 EdTech trends. And uh, talk to me about a technology that you can't do without um in a normal day of work yeah yeah so you know i i think obviously yeah the new one is chat gpt and sort of i'm using it every day um you know the other one i'll tell you about is like i couldn't live without wearable technology anymore um you know i know that's not as as professionally right. focused but i have now greater ownership over over all my health 
than I ever than I ever did in my life. And I, I'm I'm really into wearable. I'm really interested in how we better use wearable technologies in schools too. And you know, I think whether that's in PE classes or elsewhere, um, you know, the, the, I think the future of health and the, and that and the connection piece maybe with education. I think whether that's Fitbits and Apple Watches and whatever that next gen, like we're the next generation when, when and you combine that with AI, I, that's all really exciting to me right now. Well, coincidentally, I've just been asked to be part of a startup called Immortal that's mm -hmm. focused on on health tech and helping people live in a healthy way to 100. So stay tuned for more on that. I, look, that, I need those answers. <laughs> absolutely. With that, uh, Dr. Chris Kennedy, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Well, thanks, Robert. Great. Always a good conversation. Well, congratulations again on your 20th anniversary. That was Dr. Chris Kennedy, Superintendent and CEO of West Vancouver School District. My name is Robert Mardlanchi, co-founder and CEO of C21 Canada. Be sure to check out c21canada.org to get more resources about the seven C's and other uh, publications uh, on the future skills generation. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.